Thanks for joining us for the weekend edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Each Friday and Saturday here on In Spirit and Truth, Pastor J.D. gives a Mideast prophecy update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. Wake up, followers of Christ. His return is coming nearer every day. Be prepared and repent of your sin. Continue to follow the current events so you may see the indicators of Jesus' return. Look up and stare intently at the sky, eager for His return. Be encouraged. Soon you will be in your real home, the eternal home with Jesus. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Updates on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on February 3rd, 2019. Paul was including the longing for Christ's return in the finishing of the race and the fighting of the good fight. Dare I say that that's what motivated him, empowered him to be able to fight the good fight, to run the race, keeping his eyes on the prize, knowing what awaits. I would suggest that absent this longing for the Lord to return, the urgency of the gospel is gutted out. I'll explain what I mean by that. The return of Jesus Christ is a vital part of the gospel of Jesus Christ, which brings many to salvation in Jesus Christ. How many people have come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ because of Bible prophecy? Truly, this has been our experience in doing these weekly prophecy updates. We are reaching our Jerusalem, our Judea, our Samaria, and uttermost parts of the earth. By focusing on Israel as God's prophetic clock and highlighting on a weekly basis the events in the Middle East of prophetic significance, people are connecting the dots. They're connecting the geopolitical dots with prophecy in the scripture and I think of what Jesus said in John's Gospel, chapter 14, verse 29. He said, I tell you, before it happens, what's going to happen, so when it happens, you will believe that I am. Unique to Scripture, 
is prophecy. No other religious writings have prophecy. They cannot. Only God can tell. The God who knows the end from the beginning can tell us in well nigh one third of the entire Bible what's going to happen before it happens. So when it happens with 100% accuracy, not 99%, not 98%, 100% accuracy, we can know that he is God. And this is real. And Jesus is who he said he was. People are coming to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ vis-a-vis the prophecies about the return of Jesus Christ. I know for me, when I came to Christ in 1982, man, I just thought, well, the first thing I thought was, thank you, Lord, for not coming back in 1981, right? And you can say the same thing, too, whenever it is that you came to the Lord. But my next thought was, oh, Lord, you're coming, aren't you? Yeah. And you gave us these things in your word as markers by which we could discern the times and the signs of the times to know how close we are. Yeah. Well, that's pretty exciting because this is a fallen world. And this is not my final destination. And I know that you did not create us for this world. You created us for eternity. And you are coming. And that is the good news. And that is the blessed hope. You know that the people that believe in and teach and are students of Bible prophecy are the ones who have the most urgency in spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because the return of Jesus Christ can happen at any time. Do you see that as being by God's design? I do. Do you realize that this is God's plan for Israel? What do you mean? It's actually a prophecy concerning Israel because of God's redemptive plan for Israel. Sadly, they're still waiting for the coming, the first coming of their Messiah because they rejected the true Messiah. Why? Because they did not discern the signs and understand the prophecy of his first coming. So now what's going to happen is, according to Bible prophecy, they will embrace a false Messiah, a false Christ, the Antichrist, and that will serve as a catalyst for all of Israel coming to a true saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. But here's the thing. It happens by way of prophecy. Just this last Wednesday, Breaking Israel News had a very interesting article about whether Russia was a friend of Israel or a prophetic enemy from the north. In it, they quote Ezekiel 38. We're pretty familiar with Ezekiel 38, aren't we? (laughs) We talk about it like every week. Here's some of what they had to say. 
in the wake of Israeli airstrikes targeting Iranian military sites in Syria, Russia released what seemed to be conflicting statements. By the way, parenthetically, let me say that uh, the breaking news, I think it was just yesterday, is that both Russia and the United States are pulling out of the uh, arms control treaty. How's that one? Hello? Hello? Some of you are looking at me going, are you going to yell? Because if you're going <laughs> to no, I won't do that. <laughs> kind of not in the mood, I'm sorry. <laughs> the article continues, with a major military presence in Syria, it is essential to understand Russia's intentions for the region. Russia's role takes on apocalyptic implications when considering verses that identify the pre-Messiah war of Gog and Magog, referring to Ezekiel 38. The prophet, according to the prophet Ezekiel, it will be a war against Israel fought by a multi-nation coalition led by a nation from the north. By the way, Israel is keenly aware of the prophecy in Ezekiel 38, not for the same reasons that we are. We know that it's an indicator of Christ's return in the rapture of the church. Israel sees it as an indicator of the first coming of their Messiah, which again will be the false Christ, the Antichrist. The article goes on to quote a fascinating teaching from an 18th century rabbinic sage known as Vilna Gaon, who singled out Russian aggression as a precursor to the Messiah. In other words, they, this rabbi has elevated the Ezekiel prophecy to the point where it becomes the marker that their Messiah is about to come. Listen to this quote from this rabbi just before his death in the year 1797, over 200 years ago. Quote, When you hear that the Russians have captured the city of Crimea, which, by the way, Russia annexed the Ukrainian territory of Crimea in 2014, five years ago. This was written in 1797. I continue to quote, When you hear that the Russians have captured the city of Crimea, you should know that the times of the Messiah have started, that his steps are being heard, and... When you hear that Russians have reached the city of Constantinople, today's Istanbul, which is modern-day Turkey, you should put on your Shabbat clothes and don't take them off because it means that the Messiah is about to come any minute. I like that word, any minute, because you know what word it sounds like? Come on, somebody indulge me. (laughs) Imminent. Imminent. Any minute. Imminent. Okay, I feel better now. I didn't even have to yell to do that. Dare I say that we need to clothe ourselves, not in Shabbat clothes, but in Christ, as Paul writing to the Romans says, 
Put on, clothe yourself in Christ, Christ's righteousness, imputed righteousness. Wake up. The day of our salvation has drawn nearer than before. Wake up out of your slumber and put off the deeds of darkness and instead put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Clothe yourself in Christ's righteousness. Why? Because, to quote this rabbi from 1797, Jesus Christ could come at any minute. And you'll forgive me, and I say this in a sanctified strength. I'm not about to stop talking about and look at and teach on the significance of Syria, Russia, Iran, Turkey, as it relates to Bible prophecy concerning Israel. And the reason is because Jesus said this was what we need to see as the indicator of his soon return. When you see these things begin to come to pass, and they are more than beginning to come to pass, that's when we are to look up and stare intently into the sky because our redemption draws near and that trumpet could sound at any time. And the dead in Christ will rise first and we who are alive and remain will be caught up, raptured up to be with the Lord forever. And I love what Paul says there in First Thessalonians 4. He says, therefore... Encourage one another with these words. How encouraging is that knowing that at any time there's nothing that needs to happen before the rapture happens at any time. We could take our last breath here in our first breath in the air with the Lord. And by the way, for those of you who have lost loved ones in Christ, They rise first. They get their glorified bodies first. Then we're caught up. We're going to see them in the air too. That is encouraging, isn't it? Is that not what gets you through the day? It does me. That's how I get through the day. And if you're anything like me, and I suspect that you are, it's getting really hard The days are waxing more and more evil. I don't know that I need to tell you that. You see what's happening in the world around us, not to mention in our world the trials of life, the the suffering in life, the difficulties. Do you realize, and we talked about this the last couple of weeks on God's purpose in suffering, but That's God's way of loosening your grip on this world, not your home, not my home, to ready us and steady us for that place that he has prepared for us in his father's house, that bridal chamber that he's prepared for us and that he's coming back to take us to 
so that where he is, there we will be also. This is probably as good of a time as any to also say that I have no intentions of ever stopping these weekly prophecy updates. I have no intention of ever stopping the ending of the updates with the gospel of Jesus Christ, and I have no intentions of stopping the sharing of the ABCs of salvation. By the way, you should by now have the ABCs of salvation memorized. You're going to be testing on it next week. (laughs) And those of you online, (laughs) we'll figure out a way to test you as well. What is the gospel? This is the gospel, isn't it? The good news. Jesus Christ was crucified. He was buried. He rose again on the third day. And... He's coming back one day. That's the good news. That's what the word gospel means. Good news, your debt has been paid. You're free to go. That's good news. Here's the ABCs of salvation. This is how to be saved. Quite simply, and it is simple, and it is childlike, and it needs to be, and I'm so thankful that it was and is, Because 37 years ago, I needed it to be simple. I needed to come as a child. The A is for admit that you're a sinner and that you need the Savior. One would think that this would be a firm grasp of the obvious, but the common response is that, well, I'm a good person. Well, you might be a good person and you might have a good heart, but you can never be good enough. And here's why. Romans 3.10 says there is no one good enough, no one righteous, not even one. Romans 3.23 says that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. This is missing the mark, which is what the word sin means. It's from an archery term. When you don't hit the bullseye, you miss the mark. You sinned. You fell short. Romans 6.23 actually packages the bad news first with the good news next. What's the bad news? We've all been sentenced to death because the wages of sin is death. We all have now the death penalty because of our sin. That's bad news. We've all broken God's law. We've all sinned against God. We've all fallen short of the perfect standard of God's righteousness. That's the bad news. And it carries with it the death sentence. The good news is the gift of God. Oh, freely given to us. It's the free gift of eternal life, but he paid for it. He paid for it in full with his blood shed in our stead. And he offers it to us as a gift. It's the gift of God. It's eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. The B is for believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. I want to mention something that's been kind of heavy on my heart as of late because even the demons believe. There are no 
atheist demons, I can assure you. They believe in God, the Bible says, and they tremble. So what does it mean when we're to, as Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead. Because if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. What's the difference between this believing and the demons believing? There has to be an intercourse, for lack of a better word, when faith is intersecting or there's intercourse between faith and action. So when I believe that Jesus Christ was raised from the dead, I am acting on that faith. I'm believing in him. It's like combining two chemicals and there's a reaction. There's a conception, if you prefer. And that's the difference. Lastly, the C is for call upon the name of the Lord. Or as Romans 10, 9 and 10 also says, confess with your mouth. If you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and Believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You will be saved. And here's where the action or reaction takes place. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. And it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. You see the action from the faith, from the believing. Putting your trust in him. Calling upon him. Romans 10.13 says, All who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Will be saved. If you are here today or watching online and you have never called upon the name of the Lord, I implore you today before it's too late because I truly believe, I still believe, I've long believed and I continue to believe that Jesus can come at any minute. There is nothing that needs to happen. He will come at an hour we expect not as a thief in the night, but not for us. We're not in darkness. We're of the light so that when he does come, it will not be for us unaware. It won't catch us off guard because we were expecting it. We were watching for it. Let me say lastly, and this will be the last, last thing. Did I already say last thing? I didn't say last thing, right? So the last, last thing. If, like this caller, this is terrifying... Couple thoughts. Either one, it means you're not ready, or two, you're not saved. I want you to think about that. If Bible prophecy and seeing what's taking place in the Middle East, as we see Bible prophecy being fulfilled very precisely, if it terrifies you, it's probably a good indication that you're either not ready for the Lord's return or you're not right with the Lord when he returns. Thanks for joining us for this special edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag 
of Calvary Chapel, Kariohe. Now, it's so important that you hear the purpose behind these prophecy updates that Pastor J.D. shares. The purpose is to see people just like you come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. When you're right with the Lord, you'll be ready for the Lord and His soon return. You can do this by first admitting you're a sinner, that you've broken God's perfect law. Second, you need to confess that there's nothing you can do to fix this. You can't attend church enough. You can't pray enough or give enough money. There's nothing you can do to atone for your sins. Third, you must realize that there is someone who can. His name is Jesus Christ, and He is the Savior of the world. He gave His own life so that you wouldn't have to experience the penalty for your sins, which is death. Please, if you're listening today, receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior and escape the realities of the prophecies that are being fulfilled all around you. For more information about what it means to be born again into the kingdom of God, log on to InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com and select the New Believers option. Again, that web address is InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. Now, in the next edition of In Spirit and Truth, Pastor J.D. will be teaching through God's Word just like he does Monday through Thursday. And then don't forget to join us next Friday and Saturday for another timely prophecy update. Until then, may God bless you and keep you in his love.